All right, we're live. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay. They're gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I think of gnomes? It's random. <laughs> okay, so you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> yes, yes. So I looked up a little bit about gnome. Enclature. Mythology. Nomenclature. The <laughs> garden gnomes. Because people... So what I've learned is that people think gnomes are hella creepy. Wow. And really? I think they're so damn cute. But <laughs> Can I interject real quick? Yes. So today I had to take up a different route for all of you that don't know. I'm a mailman. A mailman. And yes, please treat your mill men and women well. Uh, not that they're going to do anything, but we work crazy hours. Okay. But besides that, I was on a different route today. And um, I pull up this to this tree and I noticed this gnome and of course someone's parked in front of the mailbox so I'm peeved um, <laughs> don't do that people don't park um, in front of the freaking mailbox <laughs> but I, I, I go ahead it's not my route I'm not gonna you know skip it because we will skip it um, <laughs> I'm not gonna skip it so I, I hop out and I notice this gnome and then I notice this house and then I notice this tree and this tree is deformed deformed in a way that they could put a doorknob in it look like a door. Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. We'll go on. So, okay. So I've titled this episode. <laughs> okay. Nice. No <laughs> Thanks. Nomenclature. You titled it nomenclature. No. No must stay. No must stay. <laughs> um, so really quickly, in highly acclaimed and well-researched 1976 books of gnomes by Will, some guy that I cannot say his last name. Go ahead and try. Huygensverall. <laughs> Huygensverall. <laughs> I got you. Gnome attributes were characterized according to the author. They were seven times stronger than humans. Holy crap. <laughs> lived to be Wait, 400 years old. Is that in proportion to their body so I they're the same like know. strength as humans? <laughs> <laughs> and rub noses to say hello and goodbye. They're freaking cats. Um, and then it says, um, another quote, the mythical gnomes were thought to live underground as their name derives from the Latin word for earth dweller. Okay, So they were popular in German fairy tales and were often described as old men who guarded treasure. And then... Old men? <laughs> so, Get off my lawn! That's all I think. It's you. Um, and then Get off my treasure! The name gnome... Latin means earth dweller. Gnomes were referred as leprechauns in Ireland. Oh, did not know that. <laughs> Hobbs in England. Various other names in other countries. Okay? So sometimes they were mischievous and moon people among other such antics. So I was telling Marta, I'm like, you are a gnome. She loves mooning people. It's hilarious. Um, in that is a chick, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Marta. <laughs> She loves it. In contrast to the way they look today, they were small, ugly creatures. So with that, my friends, um, gnomes, you're welcome. So <clears throat> so let me let me kind of jump in. This is so freaking interesting due to the fact that if they are hobbits, that's what you said, right? Hobbits. <laughs> I didn't say that. It's no? hobs in England. Okay. They're called hobs. Well, we need to freaking fact check that because <laughs> I'm sure it's hobbits. And what else? Did you, they're leprechauns, right? Leprechauns in Ireland, yeah. Dang. 
dude. This all just pulls together. Nephilim, Nephilim people. It's, where's my Nephilim button? <laughs> you know, it's it's just there. And we're going to be going to episode two for the Nephilim, oh, not episode two, but the second portion of Nephilim's pretty soon here. So it is going to get real freaking interesting. So right now, if you've been to any store, gnomes are everywhere this year. Um, for Valentine's Day, they were like wee little gnomes holding hearts and all the jazz. And obviously for St. Patrick's Day. Now for oh, Easter. St. Patty's Day. In springtime, there are Eating. gnomes everywhere. Um, once I told Murda a little bit about the mooning thing, she was like, I think they're kind of fun now. Because she was not about it. She was like, they're creepy and I don't like them. That's so weird. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that. I mean, I don't like the fact that they're outside my door possibly looking at me. Okay, great thing to say. So... In this creepypasta, on creepypasta.com, known as The Garden Gnome, was written in 2015 uh, by Kenneth Cole, K-O-H-L. Not spelled correctly, go on. It says 21 minutes of reading. Holy freaking crap, guys. So just, and then it says below that, estimated reading time, 16 minutes. I'm like, boot, 16 minutes. Those for people that are actually are capable of reading. So, I know. oh, dude, dude, okay. So, so sorry, sorry. Side tangent. Oh, uh, every time, we're not gonna read this. Every crap. freaking time, I would get a test, or I would get something like, "Oh, it'll take you this long to do oh, this." Two minute read, right? Or this long to read this, and I'm like, "Mother Fletcher, that's gonna take me like an hour." It says twenty minutes, and it's gonna freaking take me an hour. Now you can understand my reading abilities by that. But holy crap, so, <laughs> like 25 minutes, you mean? Yeah, right, exactly. So I, <clears throat> luckily I've read it, and my reading abilities have gotten a lot better. Yeah, so. I, haven't, I haven't been practicing. Sorry, everybody. So this story is about um, a girl named Julia, and she comes across a man, a man, named... Man? I think his name is Jim. I don't know where it is. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so I sent you the link via Facebook now that you know the title. Mm-hmm. No must stay. No must stay. <laughs> Are we ready? You should have researched what no must stay means. Namaste? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, but I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And it's a play on words because you'll get it once the story starts because I'm clever sometimes or just a mom with real dad, dad jokes. Anyways, <clears throat> so Juliet stood on the sidewalk, hands on her hips, and she stared at the house. How depressing. Her aunt, Camila, had just passed away just three short months ago. An aneurysm, or stroke, is what the doctor had said. Camila had been in her 90s and a spinster. You're welcome. With no husband or children. The pro- <laughs> That's what spinster means. <laughs> the probate court had informed Juliet that she was the nearest living relative and therefore had been awarded her aunt's estate. So at first, Juliet looked upon it as a windfall. Don't know what that means. She had hardly even known her aunt, actually her great aunt, and could count the number of times that she had visited her on one hand. She then sadly realized how lonely the old woman's life must have been. Even her closest relatives was almost a complete stranger. <clears throat> so Juliet tried to put that feeling behind her as she drove in to the small New England town where her new home was located. 
She tried to avoid thinking about the point that she was, in fact, not much different from Camila. Julia had been an only child. Her parents were long since passed on, and she had no real friends to speak of. At the age of 52, she was pretty much resolved to the fact that she would be a spinster herself. And she had been living in the Social Security income since an auto accident in her 30s and had a small apartment that she could barely afford. It was for this reason that she had decided to pack up her few belongings and move into the old house. Looking at the house from the outside, she could see that she had a lot of work ahead of her. In addition, though, cleaning inside, sorting through her aunt's possessions, the yard needed some serious tender loving care. The lawn had grown so tall and it had gone to seed. And it was riddled with weeds. A row of five things that might have once been considered shrubs were so overgrown that she oh, that they just about covered the house's front porch. The wrought iron railings of the porch that did manage to peek through the bare spots geez, were wrapped in dead remnants of ivy. Oh, well, she rubbed the back of her neck in the anticipating pain it's not like i don't have time hey free house right so the first thing that had to go sorry the first thing that had to go though was an ugly old garden gnome that was poking its disturbing head from the (laughs) tall grass it was male bearded wearing a red hat and smoking a pipe she had never been a fan of lawn ornaments especially gnomes So they were so tacky. This one, though, was especially disturbing. It's it's glazing. Oh, gosh. Wouldn't it be glazed? It's glazing was faded and cracked. It's talking about its outside coating. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I just, like, feel like it would have been glazed, like a donut. It's Mm. glazing was faded and crackled, leaving the face looking jaundiced and wrinkled, as if it had once been an actual living creature that had died and was rotting away. Yep, that thing has to go. First thing first, though. I don't even own a lawnmower. Nearly a week had gone by, and she had all but forgotten about the gnome. She had visited the local hardware store and bought her first pair of hedge trimmers she'd ever owned. A man would be stopping by later in the day with a lawnmower he had for sale from Craigslist. Nope, that's where you messed up. You see, Craig's is gonna mess you up. That's where you don't mess up. <clears throat> we were at church, <laughs> and the guy that was singing was singing at a key that was too high. <laughs> <And> <laughs> this is not part of the story. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but the, the, what you said, the pre-chorus was high, and Chris leans over to me and goes, "And this is when he realized he messed <laughs> and up." This is when he realized he messed up. <laughs> It's only because this has happened to me multiple times where the pre-chorus comes and my face just looks terrified. That's why you always go to the chorus when you're trying to figure out a song. Oh, my Always go to the chorus so you can figure out the key you need to sing it in. Because more than likely, the chorus will be high. And it's scary. So anyways, so when he said, (laughs) and this is when she knew, this is straight up, this is when he knew he messed up. So she had spoken to him on the phone earlier in the day. And he promised that he was, oh, that it, not he, well, nope, <laughs> it, it was in it. great working order. <laughs> she had already decided that 
she would use her feminine was when he arrived to try to whittle the price down a little. Proverbs. Mm, read it. So not that I have much left of Wiles' department, she smirked. She stopped in the front hall and looked at herself in the full-length mirror mounted on the closet door. She had to admit that the work boots, shorts, flannel shirt, and her aunt's old sun hat did look somewhat cute on her. Muy so Juliet was still hacking away at the first shrub when... No, which was starting to resemble a real hedge. Aww. And when the red pickup pulled into the drive. Freaking Christmas 2022. Here we go. The so the man, all right. Go, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. The man got out of the cab and seemed to be about her age. Remember, she's in her 50s. 52, <clears throat> specifically. And not too bad looking either. So Juliet pulled off her gardening gloves and jogged down the drive toward the truck. Okay, wait, wait. I'm not even making a dent in this story yet, by the way. Okay, so automatically when I think is when she says, like, he's somewhat handsome and whatnot, I think of Zac Efron and um, I, I, oh, in 17, 17 again, again. <laughs> yes and he's like oh you need this you need this over here no big deal he doesn't say it like that obviously he's just like man freaking tosses the 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 dried up oh uh gosh. what is that stuff called fertilizer just like tosses it yeah no and she's like oh dang yeah yeah she's muscles all right go on sorry so she says Hey there, stranger. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm right here. <laughs> so, I believe you have a mower for me? Oh, I got a mower. <laughs> the man surveyed the yard and let out a long whistle. Yeah, and it sure looks like you could use it. Name's... <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> Name's Jim, by the way. You must be Julian? Yes. Um. So, how much do we decide on? 25, but... um said Jim as he cocked his head. I didn't realize that I was headed to old Camila's place. I'd about give it to you for free just to see this place get cleaned up. Juliet smirked. Yeah, mm. it's pretty much a hot mess. How old? Oh, how's the old bird doing anyway? Rude. Juliet bit her lower <laughs> lip and winced. Uh. Oh, she passed away about three months ago. That's why the yard was in such bad shape. I'm mm. afraid that I haven't really had the chance to come out before now. Ooh, and that's when he knew he messed there up. It is. <laughs> and that's when he knew. Oh, jeez. Way to go, Jim. Open mouth. Insert foot. He removed his baseball cap. Oh, Jesus. And ran, says that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and ran his hand over the top of his head, ruffling his unkept hair. I'm sorry. So you are her granddaughter? Ha! <laughs> Barked Juliet, giddy with the compliment. No, I'm sort of her great niece, I guess. I never really did see too much of her, but apparently she didn't have any other family. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, Mother Fletchy, she's 52. What are these old people? They're not old. <laughs> They're not old, Chris. Don't like, say that. We're gonna be 50 before my, you know it. <laughs> my goodness, like, oh, you're grand. What are you oh, doing? What are you doing there? Uh-huh. Hello. Trying to be cute. She's the freaking weed. Keep it in the pants, brother. No, dog. He's no. Shut up. Just yes, dog. <laughs> yes, dog. So yeah, yeah. Very sad. Jim brightened back up. Why is he so? 
Mm, this guy's a prick anyways come on hey let me get this old mower down Uh, and come to think of it i will let you have it oh this thing is pretty heavy let me go ahead and just put it down here just bought a new one and i would have just put it on the curb anyways i thought i'd try to craigslist first but you seem like a nice girl gal (laughs) i just wouldn't feel right taking your money really even without rent to pay, Juliet was still strapped for cash, so she wasn't about to turn him down the kindness of a stranger, okay? So especially when it came to cash. Well, that's nice of you. <laughs> Jim, being the strong man that he is. Freaking women taking advantage of men. I am nope. guilty. Hey. Okay, so Jim pulled <laughs> the mower to the edge of the pickup bed and heaved it down with very little uh, effort, okay? No big deal. She's still... <laughs> She still has a little gas in her. Hey, how about I help you tackle this lawn? Let me show you how it works. Oh, no, I couldn't. But Jim put his put up a good fight. And truth be told, she wasn't looking for an excuse to get oh, looking for an excuse to get him around. So she was sorry. So she hadn't noticed any signs of a wedding ring on his finger. She decided to test her theory just to be sure like a joker. Okay. It says, well, would you like to use my phone? Because he doesn't have a cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to let your family know that you'll be late. Mm. That's the stupidest. That's that's like a... Garbage. That's some stupid crap. You can come up with something freaking better. Right. Don't call me late for dinner, right? So Jim peeked out from under the brim of his cap. If by family you mean wife and kids, then that won't be necessary. Never did get around to settling down. That girl should have been like, sorry, bye. (laughs) So then he hid his mouth with the back of his hand, joked, and there's not much of a selection of pretty ladies in this town. Nodding again and said, until now that is. Freaking, what what, what have you gotten me in? What is this? It's so long, and there's so much to explain in this. I would rather skip to the bottom, but I can't. So Juliet let out a girlish giggle before she had to restrain herself. Her face turned as red as a beet, and she didn't care. She was beginning to think that moving here might have some perks after all. Mother Fletcher. So Juliet returned her attention to the hedges while Jim started up the mower and began pushing it through the tall grass. Oh, it cut so out. Heavy. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> it cut out on him several times, but he got into the thicker stuff. Okay. She was glad that she hadn't resisted his offer too heartedly. With her neck in pain, taming this jungle would have been nearly impossible. When Jim was about halfway through the front lawn, she stood and yelled out for him, Hey, Jim, I'm going to go in and get us some lemonade and be right back. So Jim stopped, but didn't turn off the mower. I'm never freaking, like, honestly, I've never asked for, like, lemonade. Oh, let me go ahead and get something that's not going to quench my thirst. I mean, just give me some water. Lemonade Please, when you're water. hot is nasty. It is not, freaking gross. I'm not thing. that person. I love lemonade. <clears throat> but not when I'm doing work outside. Absolutely, absolutely. So he just smiled and waved back, mouthing the words, okay. So. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Juliet stood in the kitchen. She stared out the window over the sink 
and regarded the backyard. And it would need much work as the front, possibly more. She was certain that she could get Jim to volunteer to help. Oh, freak. I'm, I'm already pissed. <laughs> female wiles, she said before. Now, the thought excited her. <laughs> she had just finished pouring out come, the come, second come, come, glass. Come, come, come. I don't know how lemonade's taking this long. <laughs> Anyways, a fresh lemonade when she heard the mower stop. <laughs> Julia didn't think that Jim had to finish the lawn, so she assumed that it must have run out of gas or hit another rough patch in the grass. Uh, rough patch of grass, too heavy for the old mower to make it through. So here we go, guys. <clears throat> Holding one frosty glass in each hand, she made her way through the living room and pushed open the screen door with her hip. She looked at herself, checked her makeup beforehand, made sure she looked good. All the jazz, right? So she stood on the porch and looked out to see Jim standing motionless and staring at the ground with a blank look in his eyes. As she approached him, she noticed that he was standing directly in front of the ugly old gnome and gazing as if it were as if he were entranced by the malice in his eyes. What are you looking at? What are, you, what, are you, what are you looking at? So she says, of course, it's pretty ugly, isn't it? <laughs> Jim literally jumped a little into the air. I didn't see you coming. It is ugly, though, don't you think? Um, it might actually be considered handsome in, in a way, he said. As if he did not wish to offend the statue, his attention began to drift back to the gnome again, and he caught himself, and he turned away to face Juliet. You know, it seems like everyone in town has one of these l little guys, but I never noticed one in Camila's yard before. Mm. So this guy, a little tripped, a little tripped, a little tripped. Oh, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't know that Camila Exactly. Had He's like, oh, geez. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised given how tall the grass was. So Jim shook his head. No, even when Camila was living here and having the lawn mowed by the neighborhood kids, I never saw it. I would definitely have noticed. I know a little something about gnomes, you know? You might say that I'm even a collector of sorts. <sighs> so Juliet groaned internally. She began to question her thoughts of inviting him to stay for dinner that evening. Damn. <laughs> well, you can have it if you want it. I plan on getting rid of it as soon as possible. You can't, he almost screamed. You can't. Oh, I mean, uh, you can't. You can. <clears throat> you can't. <clears throat> I mean, I, I couldn't take it. It wouldn't be right. That is very unlucky. Really, enlighten me, no man. Oh, man, it should have been nomad. Anywho, well... Well. <laughs> well, Jim recovered his hat almost reverently, and he started, or started, stared at the gnome as he spoke. Gnomes are a class of legendary creatures, and here's the freaking mystery. <clears throat> Originating in Europe, that can take on several meanings. Most generally, though, they refer to very small people, usually men, that live in the dark. Not me. <laughs> that live in dark places, especially underground, deep in the forest. Deep, deep. Or in the more forest. recently, in gardens. Most European European ethnic ethnic groups have their own gnome legends with local variations. Despite all the varying varying forms, gnome. Gnomes all possess the common attributes of being able to move through the earth as easily as we move atop it. <sighs> this is so weird. Sorry. 
Periclesis? Periclesis? Good luck. <laughs> That's not one I know. A 16th century Swiss alchemist identified gnomes as a class of nature spirits <laughs> comprising or. Earth's elements as opposed to the air, water, fire, elementals. Okay. Other subclasses of gnomes include dryads, mm-hmm. elves, brownies, Ooh, racist. goblins. <laughs> some help plants and animals. Some help humans. Some reclusive ones stay underground, perhaps hoarding, hoarding, <laughs> hoarding treasures. It's by mine. now, by now, Julia's eyes were glazing over, but she was trying to keep her end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And which type is this little guy? Well, out in the open like this, I'd guess he's one of those mischievous ones. Mother Fletcher, like, or are you seriously <clears throat> asking that right now? He's obviously outside. The sort that play pranks or even causes harm to humans. <laughs> this guy is an expert at freaking gnomes. It's unbelievable. I just, oh gosh, out of all things. So now she, she stared into his eyes defiantly, but still with some sort of playfulness. Well, great. That's it then. It goes to the trash tomorrow. No, Jim pleaded. No. Please, just leave it where it is. It's Sorry. probably quite valuable, you know. Most of the people around here have those cheap hardware store gnomes made of resin or plastic, you know, but not this guy. Jim stopped, stooped lower to look at the gnome, almost affectionately. This guy is definitely terracotta and and old at that. The artist sculpted a model and then casts a mold around it. And once the mold sets, it is removed from the resinabled. <laughs> Resin- Resembled? Yeah, thank you. I was like, what the heck? A thin, runny clay, clay is poured in it. Listen, this guy like just—it's too much. He knows. He way allows, too much. <laughs> right? Like, who says this? He allows the clay to set against the mold's inner walls for a bit, and then pours out the excess. So he's hollow. <laughs> well, maybe. Kiwasa. Jim said teasingly, <laughs> until unless, unless there's a real gnome inside. Uh, Juliet friskily. Punched him in the arm. Enough. Or he definitely goes in the trash. They <laughs> they drink their lemonade and resume their work in the yard. Few more passes with the mower. A couple more stops for lemonade. and Because they it's not quenching. That's why. They had to keep stopping for the nonsense. They need that Gatorade. <laughs> they stood in the driveway admiring their work. And they agreed that it wasn't too bad for the first day. And Jim offered to return Manjana to tackle For the backyard. That, dude. This guy free labor. He, he ain't about it. He ain't about it. Well, like I don't know. Maybe it's been like years. Okay. I don't know. If I you can't. if you drift my catch. If you catch and you're picking up what I'm putting down. If you're putting down <laughs> what I'm picking up. So he's, she goes, oh, you really don't need to. Juliet said unconvincingly. Nope. I started a project and now I want to see it through. That's the way my dad raised me. <laughs> he has a thing for gnomes. That's what it is. He wants to get it. Mm-hmm. So fun facts about Chris here. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Chris would be the human to say, no, I have to come back because I need to see this get done. 
<laughs> and this girl would probably be like, oh, I guess, sure. And he'd be like, yeah, okay, lady, whatever. I don't freaking care about <laughs> I, you. I just want to see how bad this looks and be like, that's right. I'm bad. Look at that. I did that. I would and not. I'm like, oh. I would not. I would not allow the lines that are going to be made. If you understand, if you know what I mean, the yes. lines that are going to be made that are not perfect, and it's going to freaking piss me off because I'm going to have to pass by that every freaking day. And I'm like, Mother Fletch, it didn't finish That's... your act. I, I literally talked to her for hours explaining how it should be done, and it wasn't done right. Exactly why he would be totally just blind to the cute nonsense <laughs> from a pretty girl, if you will, and then he'd be like. Sure, sure, sure. I'd prefer water. Now give me the stupid mower. So, anywho. I would not say that. I'd be like, oh, thank you for this. By the way, this is how you keep it up. <laughs> so Juliet offered to cook dinner, but Jim begged off. I don't know what that means. Saying that all oh, no, he no, no, needed no. after a, that day's work was a hot shower in his off bed. Ooh. Juliet paused Ooh. to wonder... If that had a double meeting, but she shook off the thought. So they exchanged phone numbers, agreed Ooh. on getting back to work in the morning, and parted ways. Juliet chased him back to his truck. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Did you oh, hear it? Yeah, I heard it this time. I, I thought, didn't hear it. I thought that was you. <laughs> Anyways, Juliet chased him back to his truck, though, and gave him a quick peck on the cheek. She couldn't believe how bold she was acting. <clears throat> You're staying for dinner tomorrow, though. I won't take no for an answer. Que cosa? <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm getting kidnapped. So by the time Ju Juliet finished up her own hot shower, it was dark outside. She toweled her hair dry and put on her robe, stepped into the kitchen. Intending to make dinner, she stopped at the rear window to check out the backyard and come up with a preliminary plan of attack mother fletcher right this is girls are anyways so the is this how it works is this the thing Girl, yeah we plan out the lore it's it's a real thing oh my freaking chris goodness. how do you I think i got you, you to marry me so quickly ah you <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that was when she noticed a pointy faded red hat sticking up from the tall grass it's freaking she jim Immediately, immediately. Ran, <laughs> ran to the back door, flipped on the jelly jar light, and stepped out or onto out onto the rear porch. Oh my gosh, guys. So sure enough, there was another gnome identical to the one in the front yards. She was surprised that she hadn't noticed it earlier. So confused, she walked back through the house and out the front porch. The gnome that had that had been there was gone. She realized that the one in the backyard must have been the one previously out front. What the hell? Muddled, uh, muddle-headed. She again ran back through the house to the rear porch to examine the gnome in the backyard, just to be certain. And when she got back out, it was gone. You was gone. She ducked inside the door and slipped on her tennis shoes. In a robe. She was looking crazy. Then went back out. She's 52, you guys. For a closer look. Five minutes of walking back and forth through the high grass turned up no sign of the gnome. After standing still for a moment with a blank look on her face, she went back inside, locked the door, turned off the lights. As she did the same at the front door, she would swear that she saw the pointy hat sticking up from behind the hedge. She briefly considered stepping outside again, but decided against it when a chill ran up her spine. 
Too tired to deal with this ish. That's what she says. <laughs> I'm too tired to deal with this ish. Does it actually say the S word? Yes, it does. So she re- resoned, reasoned. When she reasoned. No, she resoned. No, she resoned. Oh, gosh, that's going to stick with me forever, damn it. So she looked. <laughs> 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 I saw. Exactly. That's a that's a story for another time. She locked up, returned to the kitchen, made a light meal, because you know she's fifty two. After a little television, leave it to Beaver. Who was reading writing this crap? Oh wait, what is so it? Dick Van Dyke. There we go. That's what I'm watching right now. After a little television, she turned in early. She drifted off to sleep. Actually, looking forward to another day of hard work and Jim's help. Hmm. And it says advertisement right here. So <laughs> Juliet told Jim all about the gnome the next morning. He told her about the pastime of gnoming. Kids would cruise around, stealing lawn ornaments from people's yards and moving them around, sometimes taking them to the front yard and placing them in another. It was a nationwide fad, which is true on one of the history pages I read. In some extreme cases, kids would steal a gnome and travel around texting pictures of the gnome in different locations. I got it! Sometimes across the country to the original owner or posting them on websites. It was annoying, possibly illegal in some cases, but mostly harmless. Well, said Juliet, another reason I don't want it in my yard. So maybe next time the kids will just take it and they won't return it. So Jim pursed his lips and raised an eyebrow. Hmm. I'm telling you Juliet it's bad luck you're better off just leaving him be now you're creeping me out stop calling it a he you see the thing between his legs easy (laughs) as if the terracotta gnome itself wasn't creepy enough Jim went on to tell her all about the so-called real gnomes he said that the gnomes consist of a number of different types. The most common is the forest gnome, who rarely encounters man. The garden gnome lives in old garden and enjoys telling melancholy tales. <laughs> That's sad. That's sad tales. Melongoli. Melongoli. <laughs> Make so, a mine again? <laughs> yes. Dune, dune gnomes were slightly larger than their woodland brethren. Are and choose curio- curiously drab clothing. Nobody cares, Jim. Nobody cares. He's a freaking expert. Mm-hmm. House gnomes. I feel like this person just like copied and pasted some of the pages that I read. House gnomes have the most knowledge of man, often speaking his language. It is from this family that gnome kings are chosen. Farm gnomes resemble their house brethren, but are more conservative in manner and and dress. Siberian gnomes have been more interbred than other gnomes have and associate freely with trolls. That's racist. Interbred. They're much larger than other types and have an infinitely more nasty nature. Jim said that it was the best never to evoke the ire of such gnomes, for the they are del- <laughs> they delight in revenge. So here we are. This guy is just a freaking encyclopedia about gnomes. First off, you should be creeped out by that. I don't even know anything about gnomes, and if I don't know about right. it, they're just cute as hell. That's know. weird. I think they're so cute. Have you read Nomeo or watched the sh- the movie Nomeo and Julia? I refuse. So cute. So. If all that is true, 
then why is it lucky to have one in my yard? Damn it, Jin, tell me. Well, explained Jim to just further put us all to sleep, garden and house gnomes are very protective, both of their home and the people living in it. Hopefully, he's interested in protecting me and not the house. She slapped her forehead. Oh, gosh. Now you've got me calling it a him. Thankfully, Jim stayed for dinner that evening, although she desperately wished that he would stay the night for more reasons than one. Wink. She didn't feel comfortable enough to hint at it yet. (laughs) I lost my stupid comment. She She walked him to the door, but waited there a while. He walked... While, sorry, waited there while he walked to his truck. She felt a little creeped out by the, the thought of walking outside after dark now. So he made it halfway down the drive and then turned around. They gave a little wave goodbye. And she waved back. And Bye, then after, st- after staring at the house for a few seconds, he walked back to her and her heart leapt a little. Um, Juliet, he said harding, hardingly, yeah. I think your gnome moved again. <laughs> it's not here. <laughs> she thought otherwise. I uh, know. She was beginning to really like him, but was getting a little pissed off about this whole gnome business. She considered telling him to go home and slamming the door, but now, more than ever, she didn't want to be alone. So she stepped out and confirmed that the gnome was gone. Do you mind checking the backyard, Jim? No problem. Again have barely made a dent in this freaking story. So Juliet waited at the front door, and after what seemed to be like the longest minute of her life, he popped back around the corner of the house. Hey! He's not back there, he said, actually looking somewhat sad. Maybe you got, you got your wish? And uh, the kids took it for good. Oh, well, that's too bad. Juliet said it for Jim's sake, but she was secretly jumping for joy inside. So she was glad it was gone and hoped that the kids who took it will never bring it back. So after a second goodbye, and a promise to get together again the next night for a real date this time, dinner at a restaurant, she watched him walk to his truck and pull out of the drive. Once again, they're 52. She, what is it with you? You think that like 52 year olds don't get it or what? Uh, first off, I'm married, so 52, I would still be married. It has nothing to do with 52 year olds, strangers getting it. Anywho, he never got locked down, he don't understand. So she shut the door slowly and flicked off the porch light, putting her back against the door inside. Aside from the gnome business, the move to this new town, the house, the opportunity for a fresh start, and Jim were all working out quite well. Juliet went to the kitchen and cleared the plates from the table. As she sat them on the counter beside the sink, she attempted to resist the urge to look out the window. She realized how silly that seemed, but still. Finally, as if in defiance of her fear, she looked up quickly. There even closer to the house than the night before stood the gnome. What's up? <laughs> she and Jim went out the next night. <laughs> he walked her to the door, but didn't come in. The date did end with a kiss, though, which pleased her. 
Jeez. She was almost as pleased by the fact that the gnome was back in the original position in the front yard when they returned from dinner. She couldn't take much more of this joking around by whomever was trying to prank her. They probably thought that it was funny, but to her, it was not. She had no reason to enter the kitchen that evening, and so did not. She even avoided looking out the rear window of her upstairs bedroom for fear of glimpsing the stupid gnome. She did not want to spoil an otherwise perfect evening getting upset over it. So Juliet had slipped, slipped, yeah, just slipped her clothes off and was about to get into the shower when the doorbell rang. She assumed that it must have been Jim. So a thousand thoughts raced through her head. Why did he come back? What did he want? What would she do? She pulled the terry cloth bathrobe, which is literally, I'm so sorry, everybody, not letting you care, but a terry cloth is towel material. Okay, so that's it's it. fine. I just think it's stupid. As long as it's not a see through, you're okay. It could have just been a bathrobe. But, anyways, and quickly padded down the steps. Okay, so she flipped the switch for the front porch and threw open the door. Oh, you're here. With a smile on her face. Well, hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Juliet said, well, hello, stranger. Long time no see. She screamed and jumped back from the door. <laughs> there on the doorstep stood that dreadful little gnome. She quickly slammed the door and locked it, leaving the light on and ran back up the stairs, grabbing her cell phone and throwing herself on the bed. She punched Jim's number and waited. It rang six excruciating times before I went to voicemail. She hung up and dialed again, and this time he picked up the first ring. Hey, babe, sorry I couldn't make it to the phone the first time. I was just walking into the house. Miss me already? Jim, thank God. He's back. He's doing it again. Slow down, Juliet. Who's back? What's going on? The gnome! The doorbell rang and I answered it. And oh my God, he was standing there in the front porch. Juliet began hyperventilating. Okay? So she's like freaking the hell out. Like dog. Jim tried to speak slowly in a soothing voice. Calm down, hun. It's the kids again. They're messing with you. A clay statue can't move on its own and sure cannot ring a doorbell. So Juliet took a deep breath. <sighs> okay. You're right. I am being silly. Aren't I? Why am I letting this upset me? I'm sorry, Julia. I shouldn't have filled your head with all those dumb stories. Gnomes aren't real. That boy told her the whole freaking He's Earth's dirty. history on the freaking gnomes. Okay, like chill the hell out. It's so, not stories. Those are facts. <laughs> Juliet let out a little laugh as she calmed down. And she stood and began to stroll around the bedroom while she spoke to Jim. And she reached the rear window and gazed down toward the ground oh ish she screamed it's in the backyard again it's in the back porch juliet stopped do you want me to come over there she didn't even need to think about his offer yes please and please hurry okay just just try to hang on it'll be i'll be back in like 10 minutes okay? it's all a ploy so <laughs> Julie couldn't bear to be near the window. In fact, she wanted to be in as small space as possible. She considered her walk-in closet, but decided that it would be overreacting. <laughs> she went <laughs> into her bathroom, locked the door, and sat on the closed toilet seat. Gosh, man. What? It, it gross. I wonder what. 
they say closed toilet seat. Like she's just closed. sitting in it on the open toilet seat. No, no, so no, she no. waited and waited and checking her cell phone every few seconds and watching the time go by just 10 minutes. She told herself just 10 minutes. She jumped as the doorbell rang again. Couldn't be Jim. It had only hung up a minute ago. She knew that it was that gnome again or the kids were pranking her. Either way, she wasn't about to answer it. Then came knocking. Yes, knocking. And she couldn't tell if it was the front or the back door. But she had a good idea that it was the back. She left the bathroom and poked her head out the bedroom door. Her skin tingled with goosebumps, raised up on the knocking, started again. It was on the back door. Soon after it stopped, it was the front door rang again. She let out a little yelp. <coughs> and dove back into the bedroom, first slamming its door shut and then locking herself in, back into the bathroom. The ringing doorbell and the knocking alternated back and forth, back and forth, and then the knocking turned into hammering. And if whomever was there was trying to smash it, its way through the door. Okay, so now the hammering was coming from both the back and the front and then the back again alternating and the doorbell began ringing in increasingly no insistently insistently intensely no insistently gosh guys this word anyways with horror she realized that jim did arrive and she wouldn't be able to tell just as that thought came to her, her cell phone began to ring. Yes, Jim. I'm here, Juliet. I'm at the front door. No kids, no gnome. Can you let me in? Oh, thank God. So she bolted down the steps, and after turning on the light and carefully pulling back the window shade on the front door, saw Jim standing there on the porch in a state of near panic. She struggled with the lock and finally threw open the door and hugged Jim tightly, burying her face in his shoulder as she began to cry. Jim had a duffel bag with him, and he planned to stay the night on the couch if necessary, but he had a feeling that Juliet would want him closer. He had barely stepped through the doorway when the hammering at the back door resumed. Oh, that's enough, he roared. I'm going back to beat the living ish out of whoever that is. He charged towards the back door and yanked it open. Who the hell? And there was no one there. He and Juliet simultaneously realized that they had failed to shut the door. He was first to enter the living room, and Juliet was just behind him. Her hands flew to her mouth as soon as she came into the room, and she screamed. The gnome was standing there in the middle of the living room a trail of dirt leading from the doorstep to its current position on the carpet. Keep Jim lunged for the statue and picked it up with both hands, and he thought it seemed surprisingly heavy, and he shrugged the thought away and made for the door and ran out into the driveway, Juliet following a few steps behind. Screw bad luck. We're through with this thing. He screamed and he threw the gnome into the concrete drive with all the force that he could muster on impact. It shattered into pieces, sending bits scattering across the driveway, staring down at the aftermath in the cold light of the moon. Both Julia and Jim were aghast, their breath caught in their throats 
and they were not even capable of making a sound. Mixima among, mixed in among the broken shards of terracotta, there were the remains of a tiny humanoid skeleton. I was just trying to get you guys together. I don't understand. This. You guys wanted it the whole time, and I, I, I get myself involved, and then all of a sudden, I'm dead. Uh, I wanted you guys to be together. You see, you guys lonely, and I tried to get This is together. so stupid. So this long old history freaking story here that was like a million years to read. It took me a million years. And I was sitting there on the couch looking at Murda, and she's like, what's wrong with you, dude? And I'm like, dude, this is taking freaking forever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Like, we're starting to pick up, and it died. And it started to pick up, and it died. To come to find out that he throws a gnome, and they ain't nothing but a wee little skeleton. He wanted them to be together. So, he was trying to bring them together. Obviously, they were too bashful to say, hey, you look good. I look good. There's a bed over there. So, yeah, you know. So, <laughs> this guest here in 2016 says it was good, and then it ended. I don't know how this was good. Olive Pumpkin in 2019. That's the end. It was getting good. And I was like, wow, I really like the story. It was fun to read. Overall, it wasn't creepy. Overall, I would say that the story is more cute than creepy. I'm like, okay, that's cute. But again, people are falling in love with that Haunting Adelaide book. I think that's the one where the guy is like stalking her. And they're like, oh my gosh, their love is just so precious. And I'm like, you guys are freaking sick, dude. So who's the real bad guy, this guest says. It leans toward the gnome obsessed man. What horror awaits that woman, Mr. Obsessed, is planning. <laughs> he dad. seems to know more than he lets on. Has a certain familiarity with the deceased aunt. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But based on the New England where Faye and others were said to roam. Next trip. Is New England. That's exactly what I was saying. This dude. Okay, so first off, a happenstance, Craigslist, right? Happenstance. You know, hindsight 2020, don't go on Craigslist. Yeah. Okay. And then this dude pops out freaking facts beyond all glory about gnomes. So many facts. I read them on other websites, too. (laughs) He planted the gnome. He hit them all on the nose. He freaking planted the gnome. Is you it? think so? He planted the gnome. Okay, but like, what about the skeleton thing? The skeleton? Planted. No, I'm not. I'm not saying the gnome wasn't real. Okay. What I was saying is he planted the gnome. He's like, hey, I have an opportunity, and I, I this gnome has been in my family for years. Okay. I'm actually uh, a southern man, and uh, in New England, <laughs> I don't care. I planned this gnome, basically, and this gnome has been my family, and I've actually gotten quite tired of it, and uh, this opportunity to get to a 52-year-old, and (laughs) that is on my bucket list. That's a lot of a lot right there. I'm just, I thought the ending sucked. It just depends on how you read it. Gosh, I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) And I was annoyed when I read it, and I'm annoyed now. Back, back to the Nephilim. (laughs) <laughs> humanoid skeleton this crap <laughs> come on 
Come on. And Ezekiel talks about it, and I'm very, very disappointed that you didn't have the verse where it talks about it. I believe it is Ezekiel. Dude, I thought you were talking about our kid, Ezekiel. And I was like, Ezekiel needs to stop talking about this stuff because he's scaring the other kids. (laughs) It's not my fault. I didn't say anything about anything. But I, I believe it's Ezekiel either 32 or 28 where it actually talks about these um small people these small nephilim which is super funny i'm not going to get into it i've been called a small nephilim <laughs> yeah <laughs> but in ezekiel it does talk about it it's, it says it's from this specific line and these things have the potential of being real so all, all damn God gnomes that are going out, what they try to do, what the governments try to do is get you familiarized with these uh, entities, with the gnomes going out. I'm just saying, like, what would be the reason? Because obviously, what is it called? Marketing is being controlled, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And, and, like, and what we like and what we should like. It's not like, oh, this is what I like. It's like, oh, this is there. This is popular. Therefore, I like it. And now we're all of a sudden seeing gnomes. So so what is being prepped? I, I, I find it quite interesting that you brought this up because it is going to go with um, our uh, Nephilim topic. I mean, it, it all it'll all tie back, I'm sure. Um, oh, it's going to. It has to. So now we have to go to New England. New England. Don't worry. I have a trip planned for us already. I, w- I want to see the leprechaun, which, uh, once again, I find it interesting that they're associated with the leprechaun. Like, there's multiple different... Obviously, there's going to be different names for the same thing Absolutely. in different cultures. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's really it's really crazy. I mean, I, I find the story pretty good. I mean, the end is kind of like... Anticlimactic, of course. Gosh, freaking Jim. Freaking Jim. Not Jim. not G Y M, but J I M. Michael. Michael. <laughs> oh, very funny, Jim. Michael. <laughs> so you know, stupid. office reference. Oh man. But hey, kudos, kudos. This is this this is a pretty good one, and it didn't get too spooky. It's, it's spooky. You know how I feel about that, so. No, I have, I have, uh, I've thoughts of testing boundaries, not with you when it comes to stories. Yeah. But with others. With others, because I can't hack it. No, it's more along the lines of seeing how far they're capable of taking it. Not, not to say I'm crazy or that I'm twisted or that there's something wrong mentally with me, but I am able to handle these stories on an unemotional level. Unemotional level. Mm-hmm. Unemotional. So it makes me want to see what is their, I guess, um, ability to withstand these th- these types of things. Mm. So I'm really interested in that. I know it's very elusive. And I'm, I'm talking riddles, riddles. here. <laughs> but... You know, I like testing boundaries, how far people are willing to go. And testing is my freaking forte. Um, I don't know. Do you have any any thoughts on this? 
I have thoughts on the, like the next ish creepy pasta thing. Yeah, but go ahead. Oh no, I'm not. I can't tell you that because I like your face being surprised. Well, I mean, just about the gnomes and whatnot. Like, obviously, it's it it, it appears if you look at it blandly, I would say that this person discovered this person's a writer, right? Or is wanting to explore writing and they received a bunch of facts or information about gnomes and they're like, I got to freaking write a story about this. And of course, if it was me, I'd like, I have to put in all these facts because I've learned it and people need to know. And then they wrote this. So you appreciated the, the, uh, the history then, huh? No, I mean, absolutely. I'm going to use this <clears throat> for our uh, faux folk. The faux folk? Or the, the fae? Fae folk. <laughs> the fae folk. The hue the folk. The fae folk. E- um, episode. So it, it's going to be really, really uh, intriguing to be able to pull this in and try to develop my idea behind the fae folk with uh utilizing this creepy pasta because there's actual a lot of facts in this so so many facts guys there's so many facts hey, your vape needs to be charged by the way mine yeah <gasps> sad story sad story sad sad story medic medic <laughs> pacific anybody uh, no it's no. band of brothers band <sighs> of brothers Gosh, what is it with you I'm a, I'm a marine and uh the pacific is about the marines i'm a marine i'm a marine I'm a Marine. But you guys, it has been fun. If we don't have any more comments, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. I ain't got nothing. So I appreciate you guys stopping in, definitely listening. One thing you could always do to help reach or grow this channel is to um, do a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get this podcast. That's going to help us out the best way. Also, just sharing this. I mean, if you like this stuff, definitely let us know, whether it's um, through Instagram, um, TikTok, or uh, Facebook. Let us know what you guys think, what you guys want to hear. Maybe we can tailor these things to you guys' desires. I don't know. I'm also a lot quicker at getting back, so by all means, comment. Yes. I'll be pretty quick to get back to you. And once again, we do have all these social medias at the Banners Apostle podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So go ahead and hit us up there. If you have a story of your own or if you have a creep pasta that you want me or Justina to read, mm, I can the Banners Apostle, <laughs> the Banners Apostle at podcast at gmail.com. You can definitely let us know there and submit your stories. Or if you have a story you want to share of your own and you want to come on to the podcast, email us at the Banished Apostle Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, I appreciate you guys stopping in. And like always, I I, I typically don't understand how, let's just, let's go to the Christian side, how Christians can believe through these spiritual experiences about God, but not believe in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. The paranormal, some would say. You're welcome.